Just of an alien sorcerer approaching from the sky. Radio contact has been attempted but cannot be attacked. Instructions are to prepare for an attack by an unknown enemy. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Planker Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Schaefer, and we are back from a two-month hiatus. I got a little bit busy with work, and so uh, I ran out of the stockpile of episodes I recorded in August, pretty much. Same thing happened last year for the people that have been listening for a while, but we are back, and today on the show, we have the last of our line athlete profiles, and I have Luke Votaw with me, and Luke, thanks for joining the show, dude. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So... I'm glad we could set this up. When I first reached out to you, it was probably September, October, and you were like, yeah, I'm down, but I'm in New Zealand. So what was that all about? New Zealand was super sick. I was down there for about a little over two months to ski in, and I stayed with some homies, Luca and Benny Harrington, at their place and pretty much just skied down there for two months straight. It was super sick. So you were literally just visiting some buds down there? Yeah, pretty much. Well, they ski competitively too, so it kind of works out nicely. And we just skied a lot and then hung out. It was super sick. It Was that your first time going down there? I was my second. I went down three years ago previously, the year before COVID. And then after that, I was planning to go again, but obviously couldn't do all that with COVID and stuff. But I was hyped to be back last year for sure. That's fire. All right. So we're going to do the athlete profile on you. This is one of your first interviews. Um, definitely gonna be your longest one. Uh, so strap in. So let's, uh, let's help everyone get to know you a little bit. Where are you from originally? Um, I'm originally from Michigan, kind of Metro Detroit area, Ann Arbor area. And I've lived around, I've lived here my whole life. So, and how old are you now? Uh, I'm 19 now. That's crazy. So you're 19 years old from Michigan. You lived there your whole life. Did you go to, uh, did you go to high school in Michigan or did you go off somewhere? Um, I did. I, uh. I, I went to my local high school up in, well, I actually went there the whole high school year, but I switched, in, I switched to an online program through my high school, but around sophomore year, just so I could travel around and compete more, and it was way easier online, so. So we're going we're gonna to get into a little bit of that, just because that's definitely unique for someone that has such a high skill level to not go into an academy. Um, yeah. But let's just get like a base layer. So when did you start skiing in general? And then when did you start like competing? Because I know you've been at this for a really long time now. Yeah. So I started skiing when I was three years old and I got in the park when I was around six or seven. And I think I was doing my first competitions around eight and then nine. I really started to pick up and do it consistently. And then pretty much I'm here and out. That's wild. Did you have someone that was kind of showing you how it worked in the park? Did you go in there yourself? Like who, who taught you um, your fundamentals for the park? My dad used to ski park a little bit here and there. He wasn't super great, but he loved it. So he kind of got me into that. And then at my local hill, Mount Brighton, there was always the local kids that were pretty good. And I looked up to them. So they pretty much got me into it. And then just my dad loved it. So he thought it'd be cool. Yeah, that is awesome, bro. You're kind of like, um, it's a little bit like of the the Walker shreds, you know. You see these clips of these kids online. It's like eight year old kid doing this, you know, ten year old yeah. kid doing that. So, uh, did was it you that thought when you were younger, hey, I want to make all these edits, or was your dad saying, hey, this would be a good idea, or maybe a coach? Like, who was telling you to make all these edits and stuff from a from a um, young age? Well, me and my dad, when I was like eight, we made like one on YouTube, and it 
kind of blew up for some reason. It was like the first study was just kind of messing around and filming me. That one did pretty well. So we're like, all right, this is pretty cool. We should just keep making edits. And I always like loved the, the editing. I found that like super cool. And I just enjoy filming that stuff a lot. So yeah, it's really, it's really interesting that, uh, that you've been so good for so long, you know, like relative to your age mm-hmm. and, um, when did your when did your skill level really start to progress and like when did you start because you're you're from the midwest there's no mm-hmm. like real jumps so how did you take that next level and like actually get like disgusting on rails and jumps um on well, the midwest i got everything up to about seven pretty good and we i always like we always went to like colorado for spring break and then when you go out there you kind of just see like the scale like these jumps like oh wow this is what i need to get to the next level you know so then just I always get out there. We would all go out for a couple of weeks in the spring when it was super nice and then just kind of started turning out there lightly and then as the years went on I started going out more like over Christmas and then just traveling more to get to the bigger jumps and when I needed to progress. Was there anything that you were doing at your home, Malin? Because like a, um, a trip to Colorado every now and then doesn't get you doing yeah, like man. triples at like thirteen or whatever whenever you were doing it. Um yeah, I mean rails obviously you can still do that as good as anyone in the midwest with all the rope toes and you have advantage of that for sure and then i actually used to have a coach um up in northern michigan he was from canada he used to have like airbags not like the big like landing bags but little ones where i could like practice like flips down and get the fundamentals down so i did that for a few years and got some of the basic flips down and got pretty good but no doubles or anything yet but just to get started those helped yeah that's crazy, man. And I think there's like a misconception with you that like you're an academy kid and that you I know. I hate that's the one that thinks that makes me so mad. Cause like, I mean, I've obviously worked around with coaches here and there, but I've never been like stuck in an academy or done any like academy schooling or anything like that. Like it's all on my own, just skiing around. A lot of people, I mean, at first glance, I look probably like an academy kid, but it's not the case. Yeah, I mean, at first glance, you absolutely do because you're, I mean, you just, it's just you have the profile for it. You're a young guy right. that's really good at skiing. And so yeah. everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's, dude, it's the same thing with any of these other skiers that are good. It's a mix yeah. of jealousy. It's a mix of, you know, sometimes it's true that these kids have like a lot of money mm-hmm. behind them. But right. when it's not, people got to recognize that, like, yeah, dude, it's yeah. all on you to yeah. learn all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. But, don't I mean obviously I think some people give credit to it, but some of this look at the surface of it and this thing it's always another academy kid that's drowning in money and just I don't know. But definitely coming from the Midwest, you don't get that perspective. But I mean we'll we'll dive into it more, but um when did you start to get into like the formal competition scene? Like the USASA um, stuff and like the Rev tours and all of that. I started doing my first USASAs when I was about eight, and I did USASA Nationals when I was nine. I've been doing Nationals every year since then. And then when I was like 14, 15, I did my first Rev Tour out in Waterville. I got into one of those, and then I've been doing the Rev Tours for like since I was 15. But USASA is still up until I was like, just the local one, so I was like 14, though. That's wild. And no, and like minimal coaching. Yeah. No coaching really just me and my dad traveling around pretty much. That's crazy. And that, dude, I don't mean to jump into it. Cause I've been researching <laughs> you. I've been reading everything. 
Yeah, but yeah. it's like it seems like a lot of these people are mad mm-hmm. that so that skiers have loving, supportive parents sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> this is not like just a sport you can go out and like do in your backyard. Really, I mean, it, if you really want to get good, it takes commitment for sure. And I mean, obviously, some money too. Just you can't just travel around all over the world and expect to not have any money to go with it. But definitely. Yeah, but it's like any other youth sport. Like, yeah, you think that travel soccer's cheap? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not not the sport to a certain degree is cheap at all. Yeah, exactly. All right. So when you got to high school, what was the decision? Like, was going to an academy on the table at all? Like, where were um, where were you at with like, okay, this is how I'm doing competitively? Like, did you want to decide to take it kind of like as a quote unquote career path, or was it still just a hobby? by then um i think it's always been more of a career i remember kind of thinking about doing an academy and i was like even before like high school i'm like maybe maybe going out to wendell's or y east would be beneficial but my high school was pretty lenient on helping me out and they kind of knew what was going on so i mean the regular high school worked pretty good for like one or two years but as i started to do like more of the rev tours which are like pretty jam-packed that the year was gone for weeks and at the time so the online program worked out pretty good and once I started doing the online program there was really no point because I was still getting all the credits and stuff and was just was able to travel so mm-hmm. and so your travel schedule just be like you win some local contests and then they invite you and you're like all right dad let's let's go out here yeah some of them for sure and then the rafters always have like a set schedule so I'd be gone a lot in January February March is pretty busy for the competition scene, so I was always just gone a lot during then. And then early season, like December, I'd go to Colorado for a couple of weeks. But yeah, dude, that's super sick that your that your high school would let you do that. And so you must, if you're 19, you must have just graduated. Like, where was COVID in the mix for your high school? Um, I was a sophomore when all that hit, so that's kind of when I switched. Anyways, it was second semester, but I was doing online anyways, actually, so it worked out pretty good. Mm-hmm. So that didn't really affect me at all, really, yeah. other than traveling and stuff. But for school-wise, it was not much at all. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you wanted to go to academy and, like, it ended up working out with your high school. Did you ever seriously look into it? And was there a point where you're like, all right, yeah, this isn't going to work? Um, I mean, obviously, they're pretty expensive. So I was kind of justifying the price, whether it would be worth it or not, or I could just train on my own for like a third of the cost and still get the education so i was just if it's worked this far i was just kind of like might as well just keep going with it and if i really need it maybe but i was working pretty good on my own so yeah dude it's just it's crazy i got i got high energy for this interview just because like i do i'm riled up about it it's like you have yeah. a great work ethic and you get yeah. all this hate for it and it, honestly, it pisses me off a little bit hearing more yeah. about how, like, you actually just work really hard at it. Yeah, you have to, for sure. Yeah. So you said that you always knew you wanted to pursue it professionally. Yeah, that's always been definitely a dream since I was, like, a little kid, just watching, like, X Games, like Bobby Brown, Tom, Nick, obviously, and then just all of them. I thought that was super sick and then just loved it ever since that. Yeah. Have you, has, has there been certain like uh, milestones that you've been aiming for and that you've been hitting along the way? Like, what is, what does it look like for you coming up and being like, all right, this worked out. Now here's the next milestone and here's the next one. Like, what were those kind of progression points for you? Yeah. So um, definitely, I remember as I first got in the rev tours, like 
I always wanted to like podium at those. And then this last year I podiumed at two, which was a huge milestone for me. Cause that when I was first getting into it, I was just like, there's no way that level is just so high. But now I'm actually able to make finals every time or podium at the events is definitely a milestone. And then um, I got a, into the World Cups too, which is definitely a big milestone as those would be in the top. So I got into one of those, the big air in Switzerland. And then there's another one coming up in copper next week. So those are definitely huge milestones. And so when you finished uh, high school, did, was there any thoughts of going to college or you're like, nah, I'm just doing the skiing thing full time now? Um, I'm actually doing online classes and getting classes, credits and doing all that at the same time. Pretty much the same gig as my high school. It's, there's a college out in New Hampshire, which I'm doing. It's like full online and they're super good. I like it a lot. So doing yeah. school, not really missing out on that portion, but still able to compete and travel at the same time. Dude, that's wild that you're going to college through all this too. Yeah, for sure. Damn. So, so I think the way that, cause I've, I've been vocal about this on this show. Mm. I don't follow the competitions closely, mainly because they're hard to follow. Maybe right, I'm a yeah. little bit lazy in that regard and I can't just turn on ESPN <laughs> and see, you know, at five in the morning and watch a competition in Austria or whatever. But yeah. how did, so I first saw you on social media. How mm -hmm. does that incorporate into your whole career that you're building right now? Like, when did the social media thing, when, when did you recognize that it was like, yo, I'm going to hammer this? Um, I think during like quarantine, I was, well, I've always like liked making edits and stuff. And then during quarantine, I'd, it's, it's like, this would be cool to this kind of, I want to get more followers. And then I started posting on TikTok too, because that you can get on anyone's feed if you post a video. So I was like, why don't I start posting on that, which has really helped blow me up because you can just post a video and reach a million different people that don't even follow skiing, which is a cool part because Instagram, it's easy to reach like skiers and you kind of like a based audience, but TikTok, you can just like totally like get into anyone's feed, which is cool. But yeah, yeah. dude, and you're, it, I can tell you're kind of a humble kid, but a lot of people get annoyed about the TikTok thing. You know, it's yeah. kind of a boomer take to say that TikTok, like you shouldn't go on TikTok. Yeah. I was looking at your TikTok before this, dude, mm -hmm. like 500,000 views on a clip that does like a quarter of that on yeah. Instagram. I know, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I was kind of skeptical on it too at first. And like, this is kind of, I mean, I don't know, childish, but I started getting on it and getting views. And then, I mean, I kind of did it to grow my Instagram, but I honestly like posting on TikTok more because I feel like people just like don't judge as much on there as much as Instagram. You can just kind of post whatever. It doesn't have to be like a banger clip or whatever, but just the kind of posts on there is like more fun to me, honestly. Yeah, man. I don't know. Instagram's weird because Instagram's kind of like it. It's weird because it, it's like a landing page for sponsors to right. look at. Because nobody looks at followers on TikTok, from to yeah. my knowledge, nobody cares about the follower count. And then on yeah. Instagram, that's like you know that's mm -hmm. kind of where you could showcase. Exactly. But dude, it's not like a little kid platform anymore. Every major right. company is that's like the that's like a pillar of social media now. Yeah, if you're not taking advantage of that, like you're missing out like so much because that's just like such a big platform right now. If you're not taking advantage of it, you're missing out. Especially so, for like organic growth too. Like you're hitting people yeah. outside the ski community on yeah, TikTok. Exactly. Yeah. I like definitely trying to bring more people into that. That's why I like incorporate like fashion into it because that this brings so many more people in that aren't even interested in skiing you know yeah 
Well, let's talk about the fashion slant of it too, because that's the other thing that like you stand out for. You got this wild mm-hmm. helmet, you got the wild fits. Like, when did mm-hmm. when did you start realize? I mean, has that something that that you've always cared about in skiing? Um, not really, honestly. I just I think it started when I got like these reflective pants. I made a TikTok in them, or I made like Instagram videos, and people were like, "Whoa, where'd you get those? Those are crazy." So I just I don't know, I kind of started from there and it's like, maybe this could be something that brings in more people because obviously people, a lot of people are more interested in fashion than skiing. So like you make a video about that, people could follow you for fashion, not even skiing. So that just brings in like a whole other audience almost. Yeah. And so I haven't watched every single video you've made, every TikTok you've made, mm-hmm. but like, do you, it's just skiing in different fits right it's not like yeah. you're breaking down what you're wearing it's literally just pulling up with a different yeah. like wild fit on yeah exactly i don't really break it down or what i'm wearing at all I just you know that looks cool i don't like making it in that i think that looks interesting it kind of stands out you know and like you just pull up with it yeah exactly the one that i saw that was wild was like the burberry scarf yeah, yeah the <laughs> scarf I, I don't know it's funny i was it was like Trying to get clips in it, it's like going everywhere, but it was kind of funny for an edit. So you're self-aware that they're like, they're over the top and like ridiculous, right? hundred percent. Yeah. Like. <laughs> that's, that's why it's funny. I mean, that's also why it gets people angry, obviously, but it's yeah. not that deep. I'm just like having fun with it. But... Dude, this is why I wanted to get you on the mic. Cause yeah. like it's, people get so upset about I've seen people get so fired up, like over like some brands are just like the reflective like dude it's not it's not a big deal man i'm just like wearing it for fun making videos it's not like i don't know yeah i i don't know man i think i talked about it recently in the pete episode like Mm -hmm. it's only it's like five people saying stuff and then it gets blown out proportion because you're like oh everyone's saying this when it really it's like a couple probably insecure uh three dudes that are going hard behind their keyboards they don't have anything else to do other than <laughs> I don't know. it's usually how i guess so you're so you're starting to see some success like when you pull up to these <clears throat> when you pull up to these competitions mm-hmm. and you see all these kids with their coaches and all you know they've been training year round they like hardly even have any school because they're skiing all the time yeah and like you're podium po- how do you say it podiuming yeah you're getting on the podium alongside of them like what are you thinking like like just um, i know uh, it's it's kind of a vague question but it's like it feels good obviously because like obviously they're probably they're putting a lot more into i mean not more into it but like they're spending a lot more almost than they're using coaches and all that and i'm kind of and i don't want to say like underdog but i mm. mean not coming from an academy or coaches or any of that definitely feels good to be on top of like the podium with park city kids or kids that have gone to academies all their life you know yeah i mean do you feel salty about it like those kids get so many resources and all that stuff or like are um, you jealous at all not really i mean i've definitely traveled around my fair share so it's not like i'm missing out on like that much i mean i don't really feel like salty about it i mean mm-hmm. if i really wanted to i could get a coach but i just don't think it's necessary really to do all of that yeah so what is so obviously coaches aren't the secret ingredient like what do you think is the key to to progressing um i think you really just gotta want it i mean a lot of people have been given the resources and never make it to the next level you really just gotta 
have a drive to like want to get to the next level and keep pushing yourself. You got to get out of your side, your comfort zone for sure. And really just trying to get to the next level. Bro. Thank you for saying that. Cause that was the same conclusion that I drew when I was looking at yep. other stuff. Like if you, like if you're a lazy, unmotivated, broke kid, yeah, having money isn't going to suddenly solve your motivation issue. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, there's a lot of kids suddenly from, go ahead. There's a lot of kids from Park City or Summer County or like super rich and all of these coaches and perfect jumps and airbags. And then they just like don't have like that drive to like get better because it's just they're just all they're used to is this perfect conditions and jumps out there. So they I feel like they don't really have like that chip on their shoulder to like you know get to the next level but i think for me coming from the midwest definitely helps because like i'll go out there and be like wow this is crazy like how are you guys not just taking advantage of this like every day yeah like you're hungrier for it because you don't have access to it all the time exactly yeah yeah Do you, so when you're pulling up to your home mountain and obviously the rope toe is huge yeah. for just repetition like that yeah, that's like that's something that people out west don't have access to that people in the midwest yeah. do but when you're when you're you know I would I'm not even gonna say training because that's not really what it really is but like when you're riding at your home mountain are you hammering down like trying to learn something new like how do you approach learning a, a new trick? Um, honestly, when I'm at home hill, I'm never really like training like oh, I'm probably gonna be doing this in a competition or something. I'm more just like skiing and playing around. I like to film a lot, so if I'm gonna like learn a new trick, I'll probably be trying to do it for like an edit or something. And then just kind of get it from there. But I'm not really like training on my home hill. That's also why I like being from here because it kind of feels like it's more like fun skiing like friends rather than just going out and training. Like, oh, I got to learn this trick, do that trick. It's more like just maybe send this with like your friends and film and stuff like that. Yeah. So when do you find the time to learn those new, like those new jumps that you need to have for the competitions? Is that when you're out west? Yeah, usually out west or. Yeah, out west or sometimes, I mean, I was in New Zealand. That's pretty much training. Yeah. And that's why I go there, just for those perfect jumps and all those opportunities. But Yeah. I mean, so the bottom line is you got to have access to big jumps at some point to be relevant yeah. for competition. 100%. Yeah, definitely a big part of it. But rails are half the score in competitions usually, so a lot of people miss out on those. Like, put, They think jumps are worth a lot more, but rails are just as important. Yeah. And dude, like I said, you'll have to forgive me because I, I hardly follow competition skiing. So are yeah. you, what's your specialty? Are you big air, slope style, rail jams? Like what's your, uh, what's your bread and butter? I like slope style personally the best. I think, I mean, I like big air too, but I think slope style is more of an art rather than just go huck your meat at a rail jam or a big air and maybe land a trick and get away with it. I think slope style is more like you got to be like perfect every rail, every feature, which I like more because you it just takes way longer to master almost. Yeah, dude, I think I've, I mean, I've said this before. I've talked for God knows how many hours on this microphone, but it's like, mm -hmm. I think slope style is the hardest. Maybe pipes, yeah. maybe pipes harder because there's less places to train. Pipe but slope style, you got to be good for longer than yeah. like any other, any other uh, discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, slope style for sure is a different, it's a different type of competition for sure. Dude, like you, you fall on the first rail or you just like fuck up and slide off early. Like the whole run's just yeah. trashed. Trash. Yeah. Even at, as you get to a higher level, even like a missed grab, even safety grabs count as like, I mean, that doesn't do anything really for you. Yeah. That's wild, bro. What's the, uh, 
What's the vibe like between like kids your age at these competitions? Because you know, like you guys are all still teenagers, so there's mm -hmm. like still a lot of immaturity going Yeah, on, and definitely like. you know, that's why I'm glad to move up as I move up to higher competitions and less of that gets more mature, definitely towards the top. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm kind of moving out of that phase now, but I mean, I'm friends with the majority of the field, especially the guys on the top, just because I can, I've been competing against some for the last 10 years now. So Yeah. get to know them pretty well. What's it like prior to that? Like, are kids just being punks or like they just kind of ignoring each other? Like, how, what's the vibe like there when? I feel like it's usually pretty good, but definitely like more like USA say or like futures tour levels. I feel like it's more kids just like, oh, screw that kid. I don't know. More like that. But as you get to like the ref tours and especially like World Cups, no one's really like that. Yeah, just some like hater shit. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, It's that's personally one of my favorite parts of getting older is that everyone generally tends to grow up a little bit more and Yeah. you can just kind of, it's just easier in general to get along with people as you get older. Cause everyone starts to go through some shit and you're like, all right, we're kind of all in this together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the last person I had in your age group was I think Jackson. Yeah. Um, how do you and Jackson kind of compare as gears? I think he was mentioning that he's, kind of over the the comp stuff i mean Yes. obviously correct me if i'm wrong that's kind of just what i'm remembering from our conversation but um like how do you got you to compare like mentality Mm -hmm. Um. wise I think he's, I mean, I think we're pretty similar for the most part, but he definitely doesn't like comp competing as much as I do. I think he's kind of staring away from that. But on the social media aspect, I think we're both on the same page, just trying to grow our followers and pump out as much content as we can to try to grow our brand as ourselves. And then pretty much, I mean, just the competing aspect, I, I don't think he really likes, but. Yeah. Do you find like there's a lot of kids your age that are getting like that are getting more drawn towards the social media stuff? Because, dude, social media is great. It's all on your own terms. You could do whatever you want with it. Like, are kids getting drawn towards that? Yeah, I think definitely a lot of them. I feel like competing's you got to be like a special type of person to really like love competing because it's definitely like tough, all the training and sacrifices that go into it. It's obviously going to make it more tough than just going out and filming with your buddies on social media. Yeah. So the, so like the, the like competitive nature of it, um, looking for another way to phrase it, like the, like the ruthlessness, the ruthlessness that's required to, to be great in competition that doesn't spoil skiing Yeah, for you. no, not at all. I, I love it actually. Just, I don't know. I just feel like I always want to do better next time, or beat that person, or Yeah. make make a better run, or win. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the other thing I was going to ask you. Is it like, you versus the other guy or you versus yourself like when you learn something new are you like yeah fuck you you can't do that or are you like word now i've loved leveled up and like now like you compare yourself to your former self like how do you how do you view like where are you getting your energy from competitively Um, I think a little bit of both. I mean, as much as I want to say it's all for myself, there's definitely kids who are like, damn, I want to beat that kid next time, you know? I mean, yeah it's hard to stay away from that, but definitely like for myself, um, no, I can do better if I were to bobble on a rail or just mess up my run. I like this make sure that won't happen again. Yeah, dude, it's, I mean, just skiing at this level is so unrelatable for me. Like, it's just wild. When did, like, when were you starting to land stuff where you're like, 
yo, this is like a scary level of skiing. Um, I think the first time I went to New Zealand when I was about 15, I got there. That's where I was. I learned a lot of tricks there. I'm like, I actually did my first triple there. And all those jumps there were kind of just like, wow, this is, this is big. Once you start, I learned a couple doubles and I'm like, and then the triple was, that was just like a whole new, like that opened up a whole new level of skiing. Bro, for real. Like I can't, that feeling. Okay. When you landed that triple, were you mm. like, boom, whole new level? Like this is some un uncharted territory type shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I was pretty hyped on it for sure. I mean, it's definitely a good feeling going over three times and then landing it for the first time. So, I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Were you so, so you're, you're chilling with like the Harrington brothers. Yeah. You said? Were, the, yeah. were they doing triples before that? Like, did you have someone that you could kind of look towards and get advice from? Yeah. Both of them have did it before me. I think Luca did it like <clears throat> a week before me. So I was, and I was like, yeah, can probably do that too and i think benny did it the year before so it's definitely possible and they knew what they're doing so yeah so uh, they're from new zealand right yep correct okay cool i don't know much about them but like how did you guys even link in the first place if they're from uh like literally the opposite side of the world um i think our dads a friend introduced our dads together at usasa nationals and because luca was competing as well and then kind of got connected through that and then the next, I was in like April, and then the next season I went down there and just kept kind of talking more. And then I went down there and stayed for like a month and a half, and then it kind of worked out. And yeah. I've been skiing with them ever since. Dude, that is such a great opportunity to get like go down there and get to ride with like just ride. So so what's the season down there for riding? Because here it's like what November through May, so there it's yeah. like inverse. Yeah, there it's like. I think mid-ish July it starts getting going and then August, August, and then all the way to like mid-October, I think even. So pretty much July through October, it's pretty much their season. September is usually prime month, so. Yeah, that's huge, man. Getting to ride year-round and doing that, yeah. that's huge for progression. Yeah, um, need... All right, let's, uh, let's switch it up a bit. I have this written down. So who were your influences growing up? You said you had some comp influences. Um, I always loved Bobby Brown for competition influences. I think definitely Nick, because just because he's so like dialed in. He's, I like the way he trains. He's just so like on point with everything he does. I always loved like, I always loved like Henrik too, just his style and how unique he is. Yeah, definitely sick. Did you ever have like any like video only influences, or you always been drawn to the comp guys? Um, I know Tom Walsh has a couple parts. I know I break. They're not really comp, but I mean, yeah. those are like my favorite videos. And then I think one of my, my favorite videos, probably Simon one. That yeah. They're called, funny. but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 I, I watch that like every, like so much. I love that video. But, so yeah. That one's definitely up there. So. so now are there, is there anyone out there now that you're looking at that's, um, that's currently competing where you're like, damn, they're killing it. Like I'm trying to get it to that level soon. I don't not no one too specific. I mean, obviously let me think, I think Kim Goops are super sick. I like his skiing a lot. Another line guy. And then mm -hmm. Mate, obviously he's super sick. I like the way he skis. 
yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Mate is a good one because he's mm -hmm. like kind of your age group too, right? I don't yeah. even know how old he is. He's eighteen. Yeah, that's wild. So he like he's literally your age and like throwing mm -hmm. down at X Games and stuff. Yeah. Damn. Super sick. What's your like? What's your goal in the immediate future for competitions? Um, some. I mean, obviously, get into all the World Cups and then do tour would be super sick. X Games. And then really just those. I mean, obviously, Olympics would always be a super sick goal, too, mm -hmm. in the next coming years. But World Cups, for sure. Maybe X Games. But yeah. Yeah. So you'll have to educate me a little bit. So for the World Cups, you got to, you got to, like, earn your way up through competitions throughout the year, right? Yeah. So it goes by fist points, which is super complex. But yeah. it's pretty much like a ranking system for competitions. And then, let's say, the U.S. gets, like, six or so spots for each world cup and then a couple guys don't do it the spots go down so that's just how you get in pretty much yeah are you like do you, are you trying to get on the u.s the u.s team yeah i think that'd be cool i think that would be beneficial for sure yeah i mean traveling around with them and that coaching would definitely be good for competitions and stuff yeah so, yeah so like goal. so it'd be beneficial like do you think it's like is that something that's necessary to like take that next step um, right now, I don't think it's necessary, but I mean, I think if I start to get in the, all the world cups at some point, being on like the pro team would be super sick. I mean, just traveling around with all those guys, yeah. I think would definitely help. Do you feel any pressure at all? Cause this is like just the trend lately. Do you feel um, any pressure at all to do, uh, to like ski urban at all? Here and there. I don't know. Sometimes when I'm. I don't know. I feel like if I were to ski urban, it would definitely make some people happier than like this like trendy skiing, I guess. I don't know. I think maybe I'll do it sometime just to be like, oh, screw you guys. I can hit rails on the street if I wanted to, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would it would shut it would shut up a lot of people. But yeah, dude, I don't I like watching park clips sometimes like not everyone yeah. needs to be the exact same skier, you know, like watching yeah. you and Jackson do crazy mm -hmm. shit on just mid-rest rails that's yeah. good enough for me bro <laughs> right yeah it's definitely i mean yeah i think both are good they're definitely both other pros and cons to them but yeah yeah i'd like to hit urban eventually yeah listen man no pressure i'm not i'm not saying you have to i'm just saying that <laughs> do you think you'd want to at some point yeah at um, some point for sure but what do you think of um like the whole uh like the the vlog trend going on in skiing right now like with like tanner i don't i haven't watched too many of them but i think like tanner blakely's still doing them and like oh. bruce is doing them do you think that's like a good component to have in the mix for what you're trying to do is. or is that more like the social media side of skiing i think it's definitely a good mix to bring in youtube viewers i mean i feel like it doesn't like help you blow up that much but youtube has the best like monetization so i feel like that plays a part in it mm. but i mean it's definitely not a bad thing to do just to make vlogs keeps people interacted i just haven't got around to them yet because i know it's a lot of work but maybe at some point i'll think about it have you monetized your tiktok videos at all yeah i've been doing that for a while now so is that money is that money good at all um it's okay as it's if i have like a video that blows up it'll be like decent but yeah it's not like I'm going to be spending that money like to travel around on 
Yeah, so we're talking just like a couple hundred bucks like over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing crazy. Yeah. Is so is that well well what are you going to college for? Um right now I'm just going for a business degree and kind of just getting into credits. Yeah, that's what I did too. I just went yeah. general business. Very, yeah. very broad. Like are you worried at all about like the uh like making a career out of it financially or are you not even focused on that right now? Um, I mean, that would definitely be a goal. That's why I'd try to play social media into a big part of it because I know that helps a lot more than the competition scene would unless you're at the very top. But I mean, hopefully make a career out of it because yeah. I know social media would play the biggest role in that with sponsors and advertisements. I know there's more money there than there is usually in the competition scene. So, Dude, come on, bro. This like it. it... <laughs> It it just make what you're doing makes so much sense for what your position is like. Yeah. And I just go back to like this the imaginary person that like has all the access to resources, growing up in all these places, mm -hmm. and then not like hammering it. Like if you're, yeah. I, I think the social media thing just makes sense. Like you gotta make money here and there. Why not yeah, sure. blow up on TikTok and get a couple bucks here and there, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Then, I mean, yeah. Dude, you're on your grind. I feel <laughs> working on it. I'm pissed off that people that people rag on you, bro. Yeah, it's whatever. You get a following, and that's always gonna happen. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think a, a huge part of it plays into the you being young, mm -hmm. spinning really fast, which we can talk about, and the fashion thing. Because the fashion yeah. thing, people are gonna hate on that because that they, yeah. they're just gonna want to see people dressing like Henrik forever for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I I do have Henriks, but like. I mean, I don't think I would be as big as if I were to just wear like an all black like fit with Hendrix and yeah, do easy tricks. Like, I'd blend in. I mean, probably I don't know. I just try to stand out, and I think fashion's a good way to. Yeah, that's wild. So, what do you think of the the spin to win thing? Like people people get upset. Um, I when feel like yeah, people that hate on spin to win don't want to spin because it's hard. Like, sure, I could go out and do like a steezy like front four like some something but like that's not that dope i mean it's dope but like hucking like a nine off a rail or like i don't know i feel like that's more gnarly to me it's way more gnarly for sure i mean i don't know i feel like the guys that are hitting on spin to win like can't do it usually i mean obviously a couple will but yeah I don't know. I feel like it's usually just older dudes that are just like oh you don't have style they're spin to win like i don't know i just well, feel like to keep up nowadays you have to keep going and keep pushing the limits you know yeah there's definitely like a a, a gnarlier factor to it like it at the end mm -hmm. of the day doing a nine is harder than doing a four i could understand yeah. their argument that one looks better than the other yeah for but sure. like if you could dial in a nine and make it look good mm -hmm. i don't know what there is to hate on for that you know like if you can yeah, make it exactly. look good you can make it look good sure yeah and i think that like i think that you like you're not posting clips where you're making it look trash you know like these are dialed yeah. in Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's good to have a mixture of both, too, for sure. I mean, not everything has to be, like, a nine out of a row. You can have some, like, mellow stuff, too, obviously, and make it look good. But yeah, I think it's definitely good to have a mixture of both. Were you um, – did you compete in Rails to Riches at all? Not Rails to Riches, excuse me. Did you compete in um, Steel City Showdown at all? Um, I did not. Unfortunately, there was a competition in Canada that week, so I, was at, I missed it. But the very first one I was able to come to. Mm -hmm. And how would you do in that? Um, I didn't make finals, but they had 
only thing was like Jackson and Tucker and then one other guy. So it was pretty tough, but it was fun. I liked the event. Yeah, because I feel like that's the environment where, like, that type of skiing would shine best. Because it's like just yeah, riding, definitely. it's like riding a rope toe, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that something that you're trying to get, like, get into this year if the schedules work out? Um, maybe. But, like, at the same time, I also steer away from those events just because it's, it's like, it's a good chance to get hurt. Like, I see Jackson do a five swap. I want to try a seven swap, you know, and some gnarly yeah. rail. That's just not going to end well, usually, so. I tend to stay away from those. I don't know if you watch like collegiate football at all, but it's the same thing with like kids that are about to go to the NFL. They're like, Mm -hmm. why would I play in a bowl game? That means nothing where I could get hurt and then ruin my professional career. Like exactly. Yeah. It's like, why compete in a rail jam? The rail jam's Mm -hmm. cool. A bowl game is cool, but you could still get hurt for the stuff that matters in the long run. Yeah, exactly. Like that event's super sick, but like, even if I were to do well in it, it doesn't, mean it's not going to give me it's like the goal that i want to get to and it's just a chance to get hurt so yeah how are you looking in terms of uh like sponsorships um right now the main ones are just line and uh wear leathers pretty much the main ones right now mm-hmm. used to be full tilt but obviously all that yeah isn't but so yeah, how much good this line and wear leathers yeah yeah. So how did they originally reach out to you or like discover you? Did you reach out to them or did they find you on social media? How did that work? The first time I went to New Zealand, I hopped on lines and started wearing them down there. And then pretty sure I emailed them my triple in them. And that pretty much went on from there and it started. And then from there on and started working with them. Yeah. And you're just like, yo, here's me doing yeah. something crazy on your product. Like hook me up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah word man all right um let's see i'm just looking through my list of stuff um do you have like anyone that you're talking to like other people your age or or maybe like a mentor or anything that's trying to like putting you on a little bit of like the game of how to navigate through the ski world or are you kind of like doing it solo um i mean in terms of like navigating, like getting sponsors and like how to rise up through like the competition ranks, is usually be a coach or like an agent. Yeah, I mean, if like you're really pro, like who's so who's giving you guidance? I don't really have anyone too specific. I mean, my dad obviously still has help. He's been doing it for so long, and we've kind of gathered like what it takes. I mean, he knows a lot about the competitions and stuff now. So pretty much just my dad, really. Yeah. Well, that dude, that's a perfect tag team. Like you're competing mm-hmm. and then he's down there talking to all the parents like, hey, what's, exactly, you know, what's yeah. your kid doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, been doing that for years now. Dude, and it goes back to people being upset that like somebody just happens to have a loving and supporting family. Because if your dad's yeah. not doing that, who's doing that? It's going to be your coach that already exactly. knows all that stuff. Like it's just, yeah. you're getting the same info. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Dude, like what's been on your mind lately for uh, – Cause we're getting, we're getting into the winter. We're getting into the competition yeah. season. Like where are you at mentally right now? Um, I mean, I'm definitely excited for the competition season. I like competing. So, I mean, I can't wait to get that started again, but, um, I've been dealing with like a little back injury lately. That's been kind of setting me back. So I'm that will kind of heal up on its own before the season really gets going. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I saw you mention that actually, and like in your most yeah. recent Instagram post. What what happened with that? 
Um, it's been an injury for like four-ish years now. I think I did it lifting when I was like a freshman in high school, and it's just been kind of like nerve damage since then. And then sometimes when I'm skiing, if I tweak it weird, it'll be aggravated, and it kind of messes me up. And then in the Switzerland big guy, I like really messed it up there and wasn't able to compete much. So, but, so, so did you take a big bail there, or was it just like a weird landing? Not really. I really just like landed weird and just kind of like locked up, and I was literally like, I like could not move really. So, yeah, that was unfortunate, but happens. Yeah, I mean, were you super bummed about that, or is it just like whatever? Yeah, that's one I mean, competition. Like, how 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 did that like get to you mentally? I mean, I was definitely bummed because it was my first World Cup, but at the same time, it's like a big year, and then I mean, if it was a slope style, like a ref tour or a slope style, I'd be definitely more bummed. But just because mm -hmm. a big air doesn't really mean as much to me in the long run, but I was definitely still bummed though. I mean, the World Cup debut definitely would have liked the even just the throwdown on that jump with all those like pros would just be super sick. But yeah. Uh, how is it on those on those scaffolding big airs? Those things look so sketchy. It was it wasn't too it wasn't too jank, but definitely like just looking at it from above, it's just like so tall and this so much goes into it. And then there's like a little elevator that goes up and up there. It's just like windy and he was looking over the city, but it's cool though. It's unique. Yeah, bro. I would love to go out and see one of those at some point. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um all right. I got some viewer questions for you. We'll let All the right. people talk to you. Right off the bat, what's your hot take in skiing? Um, I think one hot take I have would be that freestyle skiing should not be as much of an orthodox sport as it is. Like some people, like a lot of people, like with my exes, will be like, "Oh, you're like morking them or throwing them out." I feel like there's no really like like set axis in freestyle skiing you know like i feel like you can pretty much do whatever you want tank it on any axis you think is sick you know i think that's a big thing but so you're thinking so you're talking about like describing something as a wobble versus describing something as like an actual yeah, like, rotation yeah like i don't know just like stuff like that and i mean it's not like gymnastics or diving where like this certain trick scores that it's more i feel like especially in competition is more of like an overall impression. There's not like a certain set trick that's going to score like that or a certain way to do tricks. Like everyone does them like a, like a different way. Like Kepper doesn't throw his corks the same way as like Henrik or stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Nobody's really given a competition take yet. So yeah, I like that one. Even just like skiing in general though, just the way people do tricks is always going to be like different. Yeah. So I think... Well, I mean, Dude, people talk about it. They're like, hey, you know, skiing mm -hmm. is like all about doing what you want to do. And then the second you yeah. do something outside the box that's yeah. not outside the box and people in the way that people want it to be, they get upset exactly. with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. I mean, we've been we've been hinting at this the whole time. Spencer and Aiden, uh, opinions on the new schoolers trash talk about you? Mm, I don't know. I've, I don't know. I don't I mean, obviously, I think it's, some of it's kind of funny because it's usually just like, bums just typing away because they got nothing else to do like yeah like what are you doing man you're literally hating for like yeah. no reason but i'm just like having like fun with it you know yeah just, i don't know i think well, it's think dumb it, it's but, just kind of it's part of a, a overall big like you're just thrown into an overall bigger debate about yeah. like style and about mm -hmm. 
social media. Like you guys, you're thrown right into the middle of that because you're hitting yeah. both those things in a way that aggravates people. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely see like why I'm thrown into it. I mean, if I'm going to wear goofy stuff, I'm expecting to receive some of it. Yeah. But like some people are just like, I like fucking hate this kid. And like, dude, it's not that deep at all. I'm just like making edits, like wearing stupid stuff for fun. It's not like you gotta like hate me for, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to convey personality through a video. Yeah. So no, maybe they just think, like, sometimes I'll look at my stuff and just be like, I can definitely see how people portray me as like, as what they do, like an academy kid that's just wearing stupid stuff. But yeah. Well, dude, they probably think that you're just like this, like cracked out zoomer. That's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I, how, to, how to communicate that you're not through social media tough to yeah. say i don't know but it's just it, yeah. dude, it really is just some like some some hater shit like just yeah, sitting behind is. the keyboard yeah so do you do you go on new schoolers or are you mostly just like yeah a- no i don't i only go on there if someone's like i would check this out they're like ripping into you and i'll like go yeah. read it but like i don't i think it's stupid anyway so it's just like i don't really spend much time on it anywhere because yeah. I, I don't even know who like uses that really yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see who's using it now. There's for sure, for sure, some like eleven or twelve year olds in the yeah. mix with this conversation. Like you're talking about like actual like little kids getting oh, upset yeah. about this stuff, and then like I don't know. There's a lot of people hopping to your defense that are on the website a lot, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah I respect at- that." For yeah, sure. I mean, all those dudes are homies. Yeah, like, and they know what's up. Yeah. I don't mean to make it the focus of this, but I just had to point it out because yeah, for sure. it's just like, <laughs> I don't no, know. It no. seems like everyone always has to have a person in skiing that they're like, oh yeah, this is the epitome of what I dislike. And it's like, bro, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, Kate asks, what has helped you most with your progression? I think watching videos and getting like inspiration from other people and being, and seeing like what they're doing has really helped me like push myself to get to that next level. This like, wow! I need that. He did that. I want to do that now. You know, just stuff like that mm-hmm. really helps. Like when you see someone else do something, are you thinking like, oh yeah, like that's pop? Like because they did it, I could also do it. Yeah, definitely. If I see someone do that, I need to get on that or learn how to do it better. Yeah, I think it's it's like the uh, it's like the four minute mile. At first, yeah. people thought that like running a four minute mile was impossible. They're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, it's it's like it's it's beyond the human capability, yeah. and then the second it got broken, like yeah, a, a bunch of people just started doing it afterwards because they saw that it was possible. Yeah, I think that's definitely how skiing's literally the same way. Like, yeah. I mean, a hall tries it, does a twenty-one. There's going to be a lot more kids who are going to crank a twenty-one now. It's just like an ongoing process, you know. Yeah. So, do you think that quads are up next? Um, I think if they start building jumps bigger and more jumps allow, for sure. Yeah. If it's just tough for the size of the jumps that are usually capped at 70, 75. Now it's definitely still like super tight to get around depending on your axis. So they're just, so they literally max it out. They say, this is the biggest we're allowed. No, no, but just like, I don't know. They usually just cap them. I mean, there's only, I don't know. They just build them like a certain way. They yeah. Usually don't, don't make them. And usually just the same size. That's like a practical thing. Yeah, just like a stock, like 70, 75 foot jump. They tend to don't make them too much bigger. Yeah. Word. 
<laughs> Dude, I think that's a great take on it. Like just because yeah. some people are like, oh, you got to hit the tramp. Oh, you got to hit the like i think just being inspired by looking mm -hmm. at other people is such a great answer because that dude that's what like you see somebody else do something in any other aspect of life you're like oh yeah. they did it i'm gonna do it better yeah exactly yeah especially if you're competitive yeah. um all right jed asks do you get dizzy while in the air <laughs> um i feel like i get more dizzy on rails to be honest but sometimes so i'm like really spinning yeah, yeah for sure or like <laughs> i don't know sometimes i've done like triples on really small jumps and i'm like land and it's like what the heck just happened yeah bro that yeah. is such a funny that is such a funny question from this like kid. sometimes i can't even like tell if i did like a double or triple to be honest it's, it's just really... that blurry yeah yeah all right and loch ness monster these are these three kind of all tied together so are yeah. you are you going for he, he asked are you going for a quad front flip soon but are, you got your eyes on a quad at all? Like, are you thinking that's possible in the near future? Um, front flip, probably not. Just because, I don't know, this other dude tried when he got so messed up. Yeah. I think I'd have, like, a really fat jump. But quad, for sure. I think if I get the right jump again. I wanted to in New Zealand, but I kind of, like, I broke my grabbing hand, so I couldn't, like, pull for it. So it was kind of a bummer because that jump there was definitely doable. But, I mean, I think I'll do one at some point. I mean, I've tried it once and kind of bailed, but I think it's definitely at some point I'll do one. Yeah. What do you think is like the best grab for that? Because A-Hall was saying that the Buick, like he just pulls out the Buick so he could spin faster. Like if you were going for yeah. something like that, what a grab are you going to? On a quad for me personally, a safety, but like a mute would be like crazy with it, I think. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. But I think most people, if they're going to quad, they're probably just going to rip a safety grab just because you can just pull it and get so much power from it. Yeah. Word. Um, all right, I'm throwing this one in there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he was clowning around, but I'm going to throw it in just because he, he put it in there. So yeah. uh, David S. Guards, does being, a TikTok, does being a TikTok star get you bitches? <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Like sometimes it like hit me up. But, like, I don't know. It's more dudes, I hate to say it. Yeah. But, yeah. So do you get girls, like, sliding your DMs being like, that was fire? Or is it, like, dudes saying, yo, I'm such a big fan? It's, like, 90% dudes and then, like, a little bit girls. <laughs> but, I don't know. I don't know. It's, like, it it's like having a nice car. You know, yeah, exactly. like having a nice car, you're going to get mostly dudes coming up to you saying, yeah. man, I love your car. Like if you want girls, get yourself mm -hmm. a dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, Simeon, what's it like being thugging all designer on? <laughs> um, It's all right. It's, it's fun sometimes. but Does know. it get expensive? A little bit. Has its moments. But yeah. <laughs> scary to ski in sometimes, not going to lie. Yeah. That's funny, bro. Simeon, mm. another Midwest dude. That's yes, tight. sir. Do you guys, uh, do you Midwest guys, like, uh, show respect to each other on social media? Are you guys like, yeah, yo, I, I know what you went through? Yeah, definitely. I love Simeon. We don't ski too much, but, like, when we do, it's super sick. Yeah. Sometimes we're skiing together. I know uh, Tall T Dan had, like, one of his arsenic meets a few weeks back, and he was there, too, which is super dope to see all the Midwest homies see each other. Yeah. So, yeah. That's fire. I feel like the I feel like the same camaraderie with people in New England. I yeah. wonder if I do wonder if kids like out west feel that way, just because there's so many people skiing out there. 
I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like it's not as tight, but I don't there's know. no way it is, dude. There's like so yeah, many more people that ski out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Steve's dog, Henry. Do you prefer comp skiing or filming edits? Tough one. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I honestly like them like about the same. Like I love competing. Like I'm like get super competitive with all that. But like when I'm just like hanging out with like friends, like my local hill, like skiing and getting clips is like pretty hard to beat. Yeah. So I don't know. It's were a tough you, one. Were you ever part of the era? It might you it might have moved on to iPhones at this point, but like, did you ever have a crew of friends where you guys were like passing around like a DSLR or like uh, any other camera, or has it always been iPhone clips? Um, I actually do have a group of buddies back home that we do film on camera sometimes with, but right now it's usually just like iPhones because it's so like quick and easy. But it, if we're trying to make like an edit for like YouTube or something like that, it'll be on a camera. Dude, iPhone is just. So it's just it's hard to beat yeah dude it really is just that much easier it, the quality's mm-hmm. better you just whip yeah. it out of your pocket it's just so much easier man yeah it's definitely the new way for sure yeah um all right yap skis are you going to do a helmet tutorial um maybe yeah um i made a so, video on like what i did to it but i mean maybe if enough people want it yeah, and for the people that don't know, your helmet—I mean, you—you you want to describe what it looks like? It's kind of—it's kind of hard um, for me to put into words. Funny story. I actually had a Jeep Wrangler, and I wrapped it camouflage, so it was like my helmet. I had like leftover wraps. So I was just like bored, and I like put it on my helmet as a joke, and I like kind of kept it. So that's like why I did that. So it's just like a kind of like an Arctic camo helmet. Yeah, just from leftover wrap I had from my car. Dude, that's a good way to describe it. It's literally like an Arctic camo type of helmet. That's Might have to switch it up though soon. Come You're up with something to. different. Yeah. Especially as you enter new eras of your skiing, bro. You got to change up the fits. I do. Yeah. That's funny. Um, mm-hmm. All right, Connor. What's the most you've spun off a rail? I think it's it's a nine. I've only done a nine. I need to do an 11 soon though. I've just never really like got to it. But... I'll get an 11 soon if I find the right rail. Yeah. What, like, so we, I was going to ask that, like, what is the right rail for, like, when you, what's the rail you see where you're like, yo, I'm about to, like, slaughter this thing? Um, usually just, like, any cannon, really, like, uh-huh. tube cannon. But I don't know, there was this one rail in Austria that I kept seeing clips that I wasn't there, but that one that goes, like, the rainbowish one that just shoots you in there looks super sick. Yeah. I wish I could get that one, but. We call that the other back in my place, yeah. yeah like dubs off of it and like shoot i want to hit that rail dude jackson hammers those clips oh yeah that one that's uh out of hood mm-hmm. it's, yeah it's that, like i want to hit that, that one too they, yeah. i went to hood two summers ago and they didn't have it it was like the one year they didn't have it i was super bummed but yeah that's all we got is there anyone you want to shout out anyone you want to thank any anyone you anything you want to keep people posted to look out for um I mean, I guess just watching all the edits this year and then shout out to my parents for supporting and then shout out Line Skis too. Yes, sir. All right. That's it for this week. We'll see you guys hopefully next week. We're going to start doing some more of those video breakdowns like we did last year. So hit me up if you got a favorite video from this fall and uh, we'll get to it. And Luke, dude, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. I got a chopper in the car. 
got a chopper in the car. Yeah, load up the choppers like it's December 31st. Roll up and cock it and hit them niggas.